Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And today I have a fun guest with me. And you know what? I love it when this happens. I've never met the guy before, but when I saw what he can do, I was like, got to get this guy on the show. So I want to introduce you, my badass crew, to Puya Hudari. Puya Hudari has been 10 years in sales and in business across seven different industries. He has built outsourced sales teams for multi-billion dollar companies, well-known brands, and celebrity entrepreneurs. He's mentored over a thousand people in 20 different countries and has built a hundred million dollars in client revenue. Wowzers. And that's the money he's made for other people. So I can only imagine how good he is at sales. So let's welcome Puya to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Jenny. Appreciate it. It's good to be here. I'm so glad you're here. So tell us, how'd you get into the world of business? Yeah, great question. I actually always intended in on getting into business, into the business world. And I just figured from a very young age that getting into sales would be a great entry to that because I knew sales top line revenue is the most important metric to any business. If you can generate revenue, you know, you can really dictate the rhythm of that business. It's the bloodline of the business. And figured if I can be valuable enough to generate revenue for other companies, I can learn all the skills from the inside. I can learn on someone else's dime and uh, I can eventually get into business for myself. So that was really my start from a very young age, 15 or 16 years old. I was reading a lot of different books on sales. I actually told you earlier, as soon as we started chatting, I got lucky enough to find my first mentor, Jim Rohn. And from there, I just really took on that path of self-education over formal education and got me to where we are today. So it's all been sort of a natural progression. That's amazing. And you do have, and because the other thing that came up during our pre-interview conversation was you do have you know, experience in the network marketing space. You spent some years in a network marketing business. And so what I'd like to do is kind of take what you learned there, some of the things that you learned in that network marketing business, and how have you now taken that and changed, learned, expanded upon that those learnings in all the different businesses that you've done since then. So what are some of the things you learned from being in a network marketing business that you can share with our badass crew? Yeah, great question. And that is true. So I started out in network marketing and I would say a lot of who I am today, my personal philosophy, my outlook on life and on business really started there. So I would frankly you know, really give all the credit to the network marketing space and the company that I was involved with. And again, coming on to my first mentor, Jim Rohn, who I always say is my first and most valuable mentor. Had a lot of mentors along the way, but he genuinely had a lasting impact on me. So 
Some of those lessons, just very simply put, first things first, believing in yourself and being sold on yourself. Second, believing in your product, being sold on your product. Because if you can't represent whatever product or service that you have, and you don't genuinely believe in it, you can't really build a team, share that vision with other people. You can't duplicate that. It's not scalable. And it applies to every other business model as well, by the way. I would say a lot of the philosophies that I apply to business today and with clients that I consult in all different industries derive from those same principles that I learned in network marketing very early on. So those are some major ones that stand out to me. And then the third one I would just say is investing in yourself. I genuinely have not seen any space or industry like the network marketing space that values training values, that commitment to constantly getting better seminars. I work with a lot of clients nowadays that are in network marketing in different industries, and they're always learning. They're always growing. Their mentors or uplines are always you know, helping guide them. So that mentorship, I think, is really missing in a lot of, you could say, other business models or you know, for regular nine to five people. They just don't have that. They don't have that belief in investing in themselves or that knowledge or that information. That's something I learned very early on. Jim Rohn used to say, Formal education will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. And uh, that's definitely a lesson that has stuck with me ever since. I love that. So how do you continue to invest in your own education and, and continuing to build on that in yourself? I'll tell you a funny story. And maybe some of your viewers would want to actually adopt this. There was a period of time from when I was probably 22 or 23 until about 25 or so where I made a commitment to myself that every quarter I would make one major investment in myself so that it became you know, very real for me. It was a commitment. And I even told a few people close to me so that I had that accountability. And a major investment for me at that time was $5,000 or more, but around that range. So every quarter. So throughout the year, I'm making 20K investments in myself. And it could be anything. It could be a course, a seminar, including the trip and the cost and everything. It could be, you know, a mentor that I invested in. So I went through a lot of different courses, programs, trainings, conferences, and every conference I would go to, I would make sure to sit VIP so that I could actually meet people because it was the network and the connections that mattered more than anything else. Uh, and I can tell you stories about all of that as well. I met a lot of cool people along the way, but that was a commitment that I made to myself. And I don't do that same thing to this day. I actually changed that to every quarter I travel. So I do that to this day now because I believe travel gives you a lot of perspective and perspective is power. Uh, but you know, for a long time, I was really focused on high level investments in myself. And nowadays, just books. Anytime I see somebody that I want to learn from or work with, I try to reach up or through my network and really get connected and learn from them and you know, still pursue that self-education path. It's a lifelong journey. I okay. I absolutely love that you talk about networking up because mm -hmm. you know one thing that is surprisingly missing in the world of network marketing is actual training on networking yeah. <laughs> and i talk yeah. about it all the time if you're a network marketer if you consider yourself if you call yourself a network marketer and you aren't building a network you aren't networking you're not doing 50% of your job right <laughs> yeah. literally in the title so let's talk networking up, networking sure. your way up into into people that you maybe don't think that you have access to. How do you go? How did you first start working your way into networking up? So I'll give you 
three different ways. And this is just off the top of my head right now. So this isn't some prepared or rehearsed <laughs> one, two, three plan. Good. But as you were asking me that question, I just thought to myself really quickly, you know, what are some ways that I did it? And three different ways really quickly. Number one would be to actually try to reach out to people. And like you said, don't assume that they're out of reach. If there's one thing we know from sales, you never want to assume. If you want to make assumptions, assume the positive thing right? I have a philosophy and outlook. If it doesn't serve you, don't think about it. So, you know, if you want to assume anything, then assume the positive outcome, assume that you can reach those people and they'll reach back out to you. So one way is to just try to have more at bats, to reach out, to try to connect with people, to actually send that celebrity person in your network marketing company, a DM, and you'd be surprised who gets back to you and who doesn't. So that's one way. Number two is whether you want to say fortunately or unfortunately, it's the world we live in, it's pay to play. So you got to invest in yourself. You have to pay to get access like I did, you know, dropping five, seven, six K, whatever it was to go to a business conference, to sit VIP, to then go to the lunch section and actually be able to talk to a couple of entrepreneurs one-on-one and have 20, 30 minute conversations that I remember to this day that were extremely valuable to me at, you know, in my early twenties. So pay to play is the second option and there's no excuses. You can work a job. You can do anything to save up money to make that happen. And the third option would be apprenticeship. It would be to try to reach up to people and see if you can add value to them for free. See if you can work uh, within their company for free. See if you can offer any help for free. See you know, if you can maybe offer them a service that they currently use in their business, but don't want to pay for. Maybe you could add that value. And in turn, the value you get is a lot more, which is the knowledge, the experience. You get to watch that person day in and day out. So just off the top of my head, I think those three ways would be great ways to network up. Oh, brilliant. I would definitely agree with that because it, the story, the quick story I have, because I know my audience has already heard this. I got Jack Canfield on my very first summit because That's awesome. I reached out. I went, yeah. I now I'm just like everybody else. I was nervous as hell. <laughs> and oh, Oh my gosh, I'm reaching out to Jack, right? So, you know, I'm no different than anybody else who's listening to this right now. I literally just went to his website and asked. So that is absolutely a thing to just reach out and see what happens, see how it goes, because it, you just never know who's going to respond back. And he said yes. And then he came on my virtual summit. It was amazing and shared with network marketers all the information. So networking up is a great way to build your network, build your influence. And I love the apprenticeship piece. That is absolutely brilliant. I'm guessing that's something that you did, that you offered value to somebody. And what did you learn in your apprenticeship? And you don't have to share who, but what did you learn in some of your apprenticeships? Yeah. So that's a fair assessment there. It is something that I've done. I always like to speak from a place of experience. Although I have all these books behind me here, I love to uh, speak from experience and not from a place of theory. That's something that I did and I know that it works. Now I've done that quite a few times in my career while I wanted to build connections and network up. But a few times that I did that with bigger names, I mean, some entrepreneurs that if I said their name, almost everybody would recognize them, especially in the sales and business world. I did it with the purpose of being able to really, first of all, demystify that aura about hyper successful people, right? That they're just not human, that it's unattainable, whatever it is. And I just knew that if I get close to them, I can build that connection. I can learn from them. And I can also see that it's real. And again, being in this space at a very young age, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for that validation, if you want to call it that. So I did it a couple of times. And one of those times, this individual is actually a billionaire. He became a billionaire after that, but now he's a billionaire. And what I learned is just that 
it's just doing the work. It's just taking the right steps. It's just an you know, hyper-focused commitment to your goals, a single-minded commitment and focus. I learned a lot of things that are simple lessons, but as we both know, what's simple is not easy, right? It's Mm -hmm. two different things, but I learned very simple lessons that were just reiterated for me. And I don't think I would have gotten that on that much of a practical or tangible level if I was just reading their books or, you know, just something along those lines, but watching them day in, day out, watching how the teams operate, watching, you know, when they have their morning meeting, when they have their overall team meeting, what their sales teams look like, just learning all these things. And then one time, actually, I'll tell you this quick story. I went into one of these famous entrepreneurs offices and they were known for having a killer sales team, a very high level sales team. And uh, I knew a lot of them as well from afar. And then I went into the office, sat in on their sales meeting. And after the sales meeting, we w- they were doing role-playing and drilling. They would do that every single day. And they threw me in. They said, hey, you know, you're in sales. Come role-play with us. I said, okay, sure. So I started role-playing and drilling with them. And not to brag or toot my own horn, I really don't care. I hope you get that impression. This is not about bragging. I was running circles around his guys. And it really was not even close. I just knew the depth of my sales knowledge was far superior to a lot of the guys that I was role-playing with. And I just thought to myself, you know, this is this major team that's well-known and they do, you know, a ton of revenue every year and they're so successful and just made everything a lot more real for me. And uh, it really demystified that, again, that aura of unattainability. So I would say when you get that apprenticeship, it's it's one of the levels to mastery. And that's why we have famous sayings like your idols become your rivals. That's what happens, right? Yes, yes. Uh, well, and interestingly enough, because you get to spend that time with them, especially if there's somebody that you got to work with, got to interview or apprentice with, right? Right. They aren't really a rival because they're rooting for you. No, absolutely. And right? I just said that, by the way, I don't look at anybody as my rival. <laughs> no, exactly. And I feel you there. I feel you there totally because there's nobody who can compete with you because you are you there's you're the only you out there <laughs> so there is no competition with that right it's so true for each one of us now as you've been going along and building and doing all these different things how have you expanded on this knowledge are you now taking apprentices yourself are you know what how are you then now taking this to the next level for yourself well yeah, I think that's a really good question. There was a point in my career where I went from just being in sales and very narrow-minded focus around generating revenue and being as successful as I could individually to getting into leadership positions and actually having to teach other people and build sales teams and sales systems and make sure others succeed. And uh that was a very pivotal point for me because I was very selfish up until that point. I did not want to share my information and you know what led me to my levels of success because I wanted to win. I wanted to be top of the boards. I wanted to crush the company records, industry records. And that was always my sole focus. So for me to share information was, you know, just not a factor at all in my mind. So when I got into leadership positions and I had to really change my focus, that was a big point for me where I really had to just train other people, run daily meetings, build out successful teams. And then I realized there's a lot more joy in, you know, hiring and training hundreds of people that end up crushing it and becoming very successful. And you know that you helped them start, you know, that you gave them the right information to take those steps. And then of course, that natural progression continued. And when I was doing outsourced sales, which was going into different businesses and companies and building sales teams for them. So essentially a company would come and say, here's our offers, here's our products and services, here's our pricing, here's all our tiers, our packages, our marketing, and the rest is on you guys. So we would actually rent out the offices, hire you know salespeople, train them up, 
and put them out in the field and overlook and everything and make sure that we generate the revenues and the targets that we had. And during that phase as well, there was a lot of, you could say, apprenticeship because I was you know looking over multiple offices, hundreds of salespeople. And then that continued to then completely separating on my own and doing what I do best, sales training, business consulting, and really spanning that around worldwide and across many different industries. And obviously nowadays, just working with a lot of different clients. So you could say it's that mentor-apprentice relationship. So it's been a common recurring theme for me. Ah, I love it. And so let's take that now into the network marketing space of team building, right? So you're talking about building these successful sales teams. This is something that a lot of a lot of the listeners of this podcast are maybe struggling with is how to build a team. So what are some of the things that maybe what are some of the mistakes you made early on in building sales teams and how did you fix those mistakes? Sure. I think one of the number one things with building teams is the culture. You need to be very clear on what type of culture you're looking to build. And the second step beyond that is not to compromise on your own standards. Any great leader knows that you want to have a clear set boundary, clear set rules for what culture you want, and then you want to uphold those boundaries. As the leader, it's your job to hold yourself and everybody else accountable. So I would say culture and being very clear on what type of culture you want to build, you want to create. And then once you have that clarity, making sure that you actually hold your team and your people accountable to that culture. So if somebody's not a fit for that culture, you can you know correct them once, coach them once, but anything beyond that, they're just not a fit for that culture. And again, another lesson from my first mentor, Jim Rohn, that's why I say the network marketing space was very impactful for me. He used to say, it's a 24-hour job changing yourself. You can't change anybody else. And mm -hmm. I would genuinely take that to heart. And if I'm in the network marketing space where you deal with a lot of people, a lot of personalities, and you do want to build your team and make yourself duplicatable because that's how you grow, that's how the company grows and everybody else grows. If I'm in that space, I'm going to take that lesson to heart. You can't change anybody else. So I would say quit chasing other people, quit trying to ch you know change other people, set the culture, set the standard, really implement accountability, and you will attract the right people. The right people will want to be a part of that culture. So that would be my tip for team building in a very quick nutshell. Oh, yes. That's exactly what I learned in building my own team was that exact thing because I spent probably the first two or three years that I was building my team, chasing down all the, the people who weren't working instead of supporting the ones who were. I mean, right. ugh, no. As soon as I let that go, my team grew. And so I think that's exactly the right. Focus on what you do want. Focus on the culture you want, the, the type of people you want, and they will find their way to you because you're just going to exude that out. And I think that's absolutely brilliant. So what are you doing now, Puya? What's current for you in this business environment? Yeah, I mean, it's everything that I've been talking about. It's all like, I feel like my whole life has been just a natural progression. It's all looking back in hindsight, it feels like that. Obviously, as all of us experience, it doesn't feel like that as you're going through life. But when you look back, it feels like it's just been a natural progression, just, you know, sales, business, really working on myself day in and day out. So nowadays, I'm working with a lot of sales professionals, a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners, still doing some consulting with more mid-tier companies, but I'm mainly focused on the individuals, individual mm -hmm. sales professionals, individual small business owners, entrepreneurs. And that's what I find the most joy in. One of my biggest North stars, you could say, is to live a truly fulfilled life on my own terms. 
And that's what I try to help everybody else do as well. Live a truly fulfilled life on their terms. Whatever your terms are, again, back to the culture point, you have to be clear on what your terms are to be able to live on them. But that's really what I look to do nowadays. And the way that I can do that is through sales training, through business consulting, through what I know best and what I do best. And that's my way of essentially giving back and paying it forward. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So based on everything we've talked about, if the listener is interested in connecting with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? I would say the best way is probably through Instagram. You can find me on all the different social platforms. It's at Puya Hidari all across. My YouTube channel also has 230 plus videos on there that you can watch all things sales, leadership, uh, business that I think would be valuable to your audience who's in the network marketing and direct sales space. So check out the YouTube as well. Hopefully that brings a ton of value to you and your audience. But the best way to reach me directly and uh, make sure that my team or myself get back to you would probably be on Instagram. And uh, send me a message, send me a DM. Let me know that you're from Jenny's show and I'd be more than happy to speak with you and add value. Oh, I love that. In fact, you're not only offering an opportunity for someone to speak with you for 15 minutes, but you also have an amazing workbook to help them do what? (laughs) Yeah, great question. So when I thought about coming on your show and majority of the audience being network marketing, direct sales, what I wanted to do is help them get clarity on what their exact market is. If uh, you know, you probably have heard about this, the law of category, one of the most important laws in marketing. So you want to be very clear on your category, your subcategory. There's a whole topic around being first or being first to the consumer's mind in that category to take up the market share. So a lot of those principles and concepts are in this workbook. I wanted to help your audience get very clear on their target market, who exactly their target market is, what their problems are, the exact solutions that they provide and their company and their products provide, and even putting together a mission statement and putting a name to your target market and your avatar. And just wanted to help them go through that workbook and get very clear on that. So that's a gift that I'm giving your audience here. And I hope that it's going to be helpful. I think it will. Absolutely. And so Badass Crew, Puya is sending me the workbook. And we're going to put this on badassdirectsalesmastery.com with his podcast episode. So you're going to be able to just search Badass Direct Sales Mastery, Puya Hadari, and you'll be able to find it. And we'll have the link in the show notes. So if this is your first time listening to the show, what you're going to do is grab your phone, as long as you're not driving, click on today's episode, scroll up, and you will see the show notes right there below hand. And you can click on the link to go grab that workbook from Puya. And then we will also make sure that we have the link to set up that 15-minute consultation with him as well. Because if you're like, whoa, this is mind-blowing. I want all the information. I want the 15-minute conversation with Puya. We have the link in the show notes. So make sure you go click that and book your time with Puya. So thank you for your conversation today. This has been amazing. I love this. Of course. Likewise. Um, It's definitely been one of the more enjoyable podcasts that I've done. It's been a great conversation. I'd be more than happy to come back. Thank you for having me. It's been a great time. Absolutely. No, I would love to have you back because already just based on the things we've talked about, we could dig into any one of those topics in depth, probably for a good 30, 40 minutes just by ourselves. But I always like to give a good overview of somebody when they come on the show the first time. So Puya, thank you for being here. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, Badass Crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there's another Badass episode on its way. 
Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.